0: Love talk Radio. Love Talks A man who talks in the seven years, that's why he goes there for, to unlock the door, for those around me and flee
1: Uh-oh.
2: For those who have,
0: <laughs> I see dead people too. <laughs> so what happened was this guy took an
2: old Edison phone, a well, record player, and he makes his own wax um, uh, tubes for it so you can record onto it. And he took it to the cemetery to do an EVP session. Well, he, it wasn't a true EVP session, but someone suggested he should try it actually got an audio recording of an EV plate 1800
3: the original so he can go back and see what he comes up with either way I think it's a great idea and I remember doing the um, similar years ago using just a cassette recorder basic cassette recorder versus digital Mm -hmm. Um, you know you can't imprint something on there that you you can't doctor the file it it just is what it is it's on a magnetic recording device uh, and from 10, I still carry a micro cassette recorder in my kit. You know, if I catch a Class A, you can't dis- dispute it. And you can't refute it. It's there. It's on a physical medium. It's not a digital that I can
4: modify. Okay, but um, that being said, um, now I don't know this for a fact. I, I'm just repeating what I've heard told with cassettes. You can get a double
3: recording. Well, and that's why you have to use a brand new cassette. You don't use one that okay. you've recorded on previously, because okay. you can get a overlay on it. You can get uh, kind of a image of previous. Mm-hmm. But with a brand new cassette, there's nothing on it. It's just dead space. Gotcha. Yeah. So I think that's one of the truest forms of recording, because you can't manipulate that file. Once it's picked up by the digital recorder, I can run it through my software and say, Well, I got this voice that says, Hey Dennis or God
4: But I could have put it there. I run it just, if it said that, that you did put it there. <laughs> well you gotta go there.
2: Man. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean the uh,
3: the other thing too is and I understand in our field we're supposed to debunk. It is part of our job to debunk everything.
2: Uh,
3: but at the same time, if somebody presents a evidence and goes, this is what I captured, take it or leave it. You know, I always take it with a grain of salt because I don't know what they're up to. You know, is it legit? Did they doctor the file? Is there some bullshit going on there? But at the same time, I've captured some recordings in the past that are outstanding that I myself go, holy shit, how did I even catch something that good? Prime example, Cabin on 360. I was standing in Melissa's bedroom and I asked the question, Melissa, are you with us? And plain as day, there's a female voice on the recording that says, I'm with you. How's that, Ronnie? <laughs> <laughs> they were thinking about the same thing the other night playing Call of 2. They are like, man, your, your mic's on staticky." I don't understand that. What do you mean? <laughs> Shit, okay, yeah. But, you know, I, I don't know. I, I think everything in this field is taken with a grain of salt. Yeah. There's so many tricksters, so many bullshit artists. Everybody wants to be the next, latest, and greatest. And you just kind of have to scratch your head and go, can't you just put a regular flipping thing out there and let it be what it is? But no, everybody wants to have the
4: latest and greatest. Yeah. And, and, and like you just said, And, and that's where the end, where you have to have a thick because you put something up there, you know damn good and well, it is what it is. You haven't doctored it. You didn't do nothing. But there's always going to be somebody that, well, you faked this or you did this or you did that. Somebody yep. that doesn't know Dennis Eslaw.
3: Yeah. And that's why any time I put a piece of evidence out there, I just go, hey, what do you got here? I don't tell them I hear this you
0: know, oh, right. what do you guys hear and then i I just let the I let the world
3: tell me what they hear um, you know if if they hear it fantastic if they don't hear anything, okay, no sweat I hear something in the static or I hear a voice or you know in the and the One of the latest videos that was released regarding the cabin, uh, Gwen put one out that sounds Mm -hmm. like an authentic rebel yell. Is it? I don't know, but it truly does sound like one. And that's in the middle of the woods in the middle of the evening. So, you know, I know what I've heard out there many times. Yeah. And I know Gwen well enough
4: to know she's not full of shit. Yeah. And, and that's the thing I don't like about outdoor recordings. Uh, you might have somebody, yeah, she's not full of shit, but there might have been somebody out there that she didn't know about.
3: And that's always possible.
4: Yeah. And that, that, like I said, that's the only thing I don't like about outdoor recordings. And, I mean, I know at
3: 1 o'clock in the morning, 1.30, night, there were five of us standing up on the front porch of the log cabin, and we heard a horse and buggy roll down the little gravel access road beside it. it wasn't on recording. We just plainly heard it because we were all getting ready to leave. But you know, it's not that there was a horse and buggy there. That's just what we heard. Hi, Mr. Savage. Welcome back, sir.
4: Smile, pitch. He's having computer issues tonight or internet issues. Hey, uh, hey, hey. I hey, that's yeah. 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 And and I like looking at all the different pieces of evidence that people post when I know when I know the people. Hi, John. <laughs> Yeah, but it's just it just gets real frustrating when you put something up there and you know damn good and well that fake anything you didn't you did all your due diligence and people out there just say you're full of shit.
0: Yeah,
3: and that's gonna happen. And it yeah. doesn't oh yeah. It doesn't just come down to this field either. It's life in general. Mhm. You know, there's always the naysayers just do like I do have one feeling keep it in a shoebox under the bed you take that feeling out once a month you fondle it, you put it back in the shoebox under the bed and that can't hurt your feeling
4: yeah
3: because otherwise if you're the type that wears your emotions on your sleeve in this field there's enough people out here that are going to try to run ruckshot over you and it's
4: it's sad that it is that way but it is that way yeah, unfortunately, you're absolutely right. People out there that they live to make somebody feel bad. Yeah, exactly. And or, you know, and so it's kind of ironic.
3: Um, so Saturday was my birthday. Two years ago Sunday, I put a video out referring to a snake in the grass.
5: That came
1: up uh, in my memories. So. <laughs>
3: and one of the statements I made was, I have never seen a candle dim because it lit another candle. But in this field, there are so many people that want to try to dim your light so they can make their shine brighter. And it, it's, it's just going to happen.
1: Yeah. yeah, I was going to share. Much. I was going to share that memory this morning. Then I was like, "Nah, better not." <laughs> I remember that.
0: Well, that's all right,
3: Ronnie. I I live for helping you fix your camera, sir. I <laughs> 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 it. Why isn't this light
2: working? Here, let me help. I wish I'd have been there. And that that
3: sweetheart Shayla just sat over there and let it happen. (laughs) He called me a dick.
1: Can we
3: remove him from chat? We don't need that kind of bullshit on here. That's fucking vulgar.
1: (laughs) (laughs) John Savage is having some internet connection issues. He just sent a message. If he
4: pays bills.
1: Sure. Everybody's having those. I'm on... My phone. Yeah.
4: Mine's working fine. Yeah, mine's working fine, too. Screw everybody else. Does that mean screw you sideways? (laughs) Oh,
3: wait. That was intended for the horse we came in on? (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't for us, Dave. That was for the horse we came in on. Gotcha.
1: Gotcha. Yeah, dick. Exactly.
3: Hey, hey, Jerry, Yeah. i got I to gotta ask this. Why did the chicken cross the road?
1: Why?
4: To get to the idiot's house. Knock, knock.
1: Who's there? The chicken. <laughs> 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 oh, Ronnie, <laughs> say it a little louder for the ones in the back, Ronnie.
3: This is why I have to ask, how? Why do I have friends? What the <laughs> fuck is wrong with you people?
1: Don't you dare, David Flowers. <laughs> <laughs>
4: I'm going to have the opportunity to go to the cabin. Oh, yeah. shit. When? On the 18th. Of what? August? Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah, August or September? August. I don't know. Why would you yeah. ask me? What do you think? I know shit.
1: <laughs> August 18th. Yeah, yeah,
3: August
1: 18th. It's on a Friday. Hi,
3: dude. You're talking about the Haunted Nights gig for Brad. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's going to be an excellent one. Um,
1: Friday. That's on a Friday, so it works out pretty good.
3: Awesome, Ronnie. We'll see you there, buddy. Um. So, for those that are listening that don't know, uh, haunted nights paranormal events and the cabin on 360 teamed up to offer a um, charity event to benefit. One of our dear friends, Brad Sykes, who passed away. And, of course, the family is devastated by the loss of Brad, of course, as am I. He was like a brother to me. But at the same time, they have all the financial burdens and everything else of losing him and the unexpected loss and funeral and burial and everything else. So all the funds that go for tickets, uh, everything is going to uh, Missy and the family so they can pay off the, the services and everything else. Um actually I think it's great that Haunted Knights stepped up to do this. You know, Lyle and Tana are absolutely sweethearts. It was you know, he was he was unofficially part of the Haunted Knights and Twisted Realm crew, Twisted Paranormal Society. Um, you know and I say unofficially because, you know, he was Missy's husband. Missy is part of haunted nights in the twisted realm and uh, twisted paranormal society, but at the same time, he sat in the background. Like, he and I spent hours and hours at DVR camera just watching the cameras while they went and did the investigations. nature of batteries or charged were charged We made sure shorter. Gear was laid out and prepped and everything else. So he and I spent a good bit of time together, and that's why I say I consider him like a brother. To me. so when it came up, that we need to do something. I immediately stepped up and said the Cabinet 360 will gladly uh, donate the weekend and do what we can to help this family. And there's
0: going to be raffle items available. There's going to be food there. So uh,
3: anytime that you see the post for it, please share it and uh, get the word out. Um, Capacity, I think, is limited at 40 or 50 per night. Uh, We're doing it Friday and Saturday night, and we're going to have the vendors set up during the daytime, I believe. So come on out and join us. If nothing else, um, you get to see a shitload of us that have become a family like Ronnie and Shayla and uh, John Stevens. Apparently, you two. I didn't know you were coming till just now. That's why I said apparently, not that you're apparently like family because you are, but apparently you're coming as well. I didn't know.
4: Yeah, I figured you very rare you have something going on on a Friday night out there. So I got to jump in the chat where I get, to get the opportunity. Now, now, you've
0: never been to the cabin, have you, Dave? Never been. <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> oh. oh.
4: Gene, yeah, fresh
3: meat. Uh, Well, you're the outlaw side of it, Ronnie. Um, You know we have the in-law side and we have the outlaw side. That's you. (laughs) (laughs) But now, Ronnie, come join us, brother. Travel your happy ass out here from Radford and come see us. Take a break from St. Albans for the night. It's definitely going to be a good time. Um, You can't get all of us together and not have a damn blast.
1: Yeah. And it's for good calls, too. Oh, most definitely. Yeah. Yeah, that's really sweet. Uh. He might get touched a little.
4: Uh, it's already touched. Psychiatry. Could yeah, help yeah, yeah. Um, I can I can't argue with that one.
3: So speaking of the asshole in the basement, I had a group come in. so If you're a member of Gettysburg Ghost Pictures' Facebook page, Shayla, um, (laughs) please don't be one of my friends and I see you comment and go, wow, that's a fantastic catch. Because I'm probably going to belittle you.
1: (laughs) I'm going to have to do it now just for the hell of it.
3: Yes, Shayla, that, yeah, there's there's two little blurry things over here by a tree. Oh, my God, if you zoom in 1,200 times, you can see two soldiers.
1: Circle them.
2: <laughs> yes,
3: yes, you have to circle them. It makes it so much better. Yeah. I've never seen a ghost present itself with a red outline, but on that page I did twice.
0: Yeah.
3: And I, yeah. The, the daily onslaught of circled trees. John Stevens, you know, <laughs> Shayla mentioning the
0: midget soldiers. <laughs> it, it's one of those where I'm sitting in, out at the, you know,
3: curb, sweating my ass off on the back stoop from work, and I'm like, they—they they, they actually. They circled that shit because they think it's real. Oh, my Jesus, I'm just going to smash my phone. (laughs) Look, first and foremost, if you have to circle it so others will see what your mind sees, seek therapy. And secondly, if you see what they see inside the circle, seek therapy. (laughs) And never, ever, ever take a case from somebody going, I had some weird shit going on in my house. Can you please come help me? Because 9 out of 10, you're going to walk in there needing therapy and go, you have demons. (laughs) Damn, there's demons. I know what they are. (laughs) Literally one of the comments was, I didn't know there were midgets in the Civil War. I was laughing so hard. <laughs> Shayla, Shayla, Shayla. And this is why I love you, dear, because you and I both read that comment and lost our shit. <laughs> I mean, I'm assuming it's it's safe to assume there were probably little people, dwarfs, midgets, in the Civil War, but...
1: Google that. The odds, the odds of...
3: You know, a couple of them finding each other and chilling beneath the tree in the afterlife are pretty damn slim, I would think. But there they are, circled on Gettysburg Ghost Picture's page. I, I, the one, she outlined it and goes, do you see it? And it's outlined in thick red. And I'm like, it looks like you've outlined the Muffin Man
0: you know the muffin
1: man? <laughs> what about all the orbs though? Those are true.
4: Yeah, Gene, they're Moist midgets.
1: <laughs> Should've known he was gonna go there. God dang.
3: just it just kills me and there's so many pages like that that are just bullshit and uh, Jane
0: and Jane and dick doe that know nothing about this field are like oh my god I see it you
3: captured a ghost on camera <clears throat> no 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 they didn't it, it's, let's see in springtime <clears throat> There's so much pollen. My truck is yellow in the morning, but I'm going to go out in the middle of a battlefield, and I'm going to take pictures. And flash, use flash. They 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 show up so much better. Oh my god! Look at all the spirit orbs.
4: Pollen illuminates. Yeah. Just so you know. And if you go posting that on there. Even if you're as polite as can be, you're still going to get a ding against you.
1: Yeah, that. poor Paul, well, Paul Shields was banned twice. <laughs> He's been banned again. <laughs> uh, plenty
0: of ghost hunters, though. Yeah, Ronnie, and sadly, you are absolutely 1,000% correct
3: in that, Ronnie. Uh, well, there's very few credible investigators out there, plenty of ghost hunters, though. There is a difference, yes. Yes. I have very true. pages and pages and pages of notes, uh, hours and hours and hours. I've got a four terabyte hard drive over here with audio on it, and I think I've released, I don't know, in, in grand total, 20 minutes of audio. And that's you know, mostly little clips here and there because the majority of it is just dead air and my dumbass or me in a group talking in the dark. But, so years ago, I did a remodel on a cemetery office building. And just being a smartass, I went outside and I took my hat off and it was rather breezy out. And I've got my camera ready on flash and I shook my hat just one quick... And the breeze kinda of took the sawdust <laughs> off my hat. Or not sawdust, but she rock dust. And I started snapping pictures. Holy shit. The Milky Way didn't have as many stars as that photograph did. I put it out there and I went, Working in a cemetery is really cool. <laughs> I
0: eliminated
3: a good I eliminated a good part of the people that followed me because there were so many of them going, holy shit, look at the number of orbs on there. And I'm like, yeah,
6: you're an idiot, bye. You're an idiot, bye. You're an idiot, bye.
3: <laughs> but it's amazing how she dust eliminates things under a flash of a cell phone camera. But it was funny as shit because, oh my God, there must have been 2,000 of them.
1: Did you circle them?
3: (laughs) There was no room to circle.
1: Oh, Oh, my God, it
3: was that bad. And some of these people are like, holy cow, that place must be really active. (laughs) Yeah, it is. There's fucking dust everywhere. (laughs) I'm skim-coating 10,000
1: square feet of walls. You better believe it's active. (laughs) You could have at least circled the face ones.
3: You have to make sure to do it at night, brother. Um, it was hilarious. But, I mean, I am not going to lie, though. That probably was one of the coolest places I've investigated. Um, like one of the EVPs that I captured, I had one room in the basement that I didn't feel comfortable in. And I walked in there with a the recorder, and I'm like, now I'm by myself. The, the cemetery office that I was remodeling closed at 5, so when the ladies left and went home, I was coming in to work overnight, Um, but I kept hearing noises and footsteps, and sometimes I'd hear what I thought may have been muffled voices, but I had radio playing, so I kind of dismissed most of the noises, and then one night, I'm sitting out in the uh, reception area, it's about 3 in the morning, no music going, nothing, it is dead silent, and I hear walking, and I'm like, I know, it's active, I don't care. I think I'm going to walk through the building with a recorder. So there's one room in the basement I walk in, and I hit that doorway, and I just felt unwanted. And there's a voice on the recorder that replied to me when I said, hey, is there anybody here who wants to talk to me? Get out, fucker. All right. That was a great catch. (laughs) So I went back with a team that I was potentially going to join so I took two investigators in there with me and I stepped into that same doorway and I'm about two steps in the room
6: and I said hey last
3: time I was here you told me get out and called me a fucker well this time I brought friends what do you want to do now and I started into a coughing fit and I mean I'm just hacking I can feel my throat tighten up I can feel pressure on my throat and then you hear on the recorder oh, choke that fucker Uh, and as I'm backing out of the room you hear a voice that same voice
2: goes get a grip holy shit that's the greatest thing ever (laughs) I thought it was an amazing
3: capture so then when I started forming CROP I got two members that are law enforcement on my team and a buddy of mine that I've known for years and he and I walked well He walked into that room. I stayed on the outside of the doorway. And he's like, hey, we were down here a little bit ago. Dennis is here now. What do you want to do? Plain as day. And you can go look me up on SoundCloud. You'll find this one because I did upload it. It was so clean. He's like, Dennis is here now. What do you want to do? And all you hear is this voice come back and go, fucker, I want to fight. That is awesome. He didn't like me. (laughs) Maybe he thought I was an asshole. <laughs> but and you know, Ronnie, that brings up a good point. Everyone is dead in the cemetery. Um, you would think there would be highly active places because there are so many dead there. But I'm I'm kind of thinking to myself: if I'm dead, am I going to hang out in the cemetery? And why? Me. I mean, there's there's so many other places to hang out now, but if you think about it, Jerry, old
0: world anyway,
3: modern society not so much, but old world anyway, your family always went to see you. Yeah. They always visited family in the cemetery. Yeah. You know, you you didn't you didn't go at a, a a holiday without stopping by and see grandma or grandpa and leave flowers on their headstone or things like that. We don't do it nowadays. But uh, you're almost guaranteed visits. I mean, it kind of makes sense to me that the the older ones are the ones that we hear. I love my neon.
0: <laughs> but
3: I mean. I don't. I don't picture me staying in a
0: cemetery much. Not in, not in the afterlife, but it would be kind of fun because most people that are there
3: are already kind of freaked out anyway. So you can really fuck with
1: people. Yeah. Gosh, Janice, like, yeah. yeah. how long ago was that? I mean, you look really young in these in on the SoundCloud. I was looking it up because I wanted to listen oh, God, to it. I don't
0: know.
1: Good gracious! I don't know. You have hair. Well, I have hair now. Yeah, but this is curly. Like a full head of... A full head of hair. I still do. <laughs> and That's a clean a, shave. So this is, is scary. i <laughs> have yeah, It's so... All- I, agree you. I agree with you, Dennis, because... I hear people talking talk about how
4: active a cemetery is and I I have a hard time believing those in, in cemeteries because if I'm not, unlike you, if am dead I'm not gonna hang around the cemetery.
1: No, yeah, I'm, I'm coming gonna, to haunt you. I'm, yeah, I'm gonna go find somebody to haunt. <laughs> I'm going to
0: Jerry's house and turn all the fucking pictures back on.
1: <laughs> then I don't know what's you. But,
3: and I but, think you'd have, you'd have that sound line, though. Yeah, yeah. There's a whole line up out the door wanting to go in and fuck with their pictures. <laughs> but, I mean, I don't know. I mean, truthfully, if if I were dead, I don't know where I would go.
0: I mean, yeah, and you know, Shayla says she has a list of people she's going to haunt. Go oh, I do, too. Mm
3: hmm. Um, that brings up a point. You see, I I forget the dude's name, but you know, right after a celebrity dies, he's automatically putting the spirit box section, session out. I contacted Elvis, or I contact, I forget his damn name. He, he's irrelevant to me anyway. Yeah. He's only doing it for clickbait. I think that's pathetic. But. Everybody raises, holy hell, oh my God, that's so disrespectful that you're doing that. You know, you're disturbing their peace, and, and why would you, and I'm busy telling all my friends, when I die, as soon as you hear, fire up a recorder and go, hey, Dennis, can you talk to us? I mean, I'm the first son of a bitch that, I'm going to scream into the recorder if I can. I've spent so much of my life doing this,
0: mm-hmm. but
3: I want when I'm on that side, I'll be able to talk to this side. Or if I'm able to talk to this side, oh, God, yes, I'm going to try to give every secret I can before I'm told you're not allowed to do that shit. i yeah. right there with you. I, I agree 100%. And if anybody tells you that you're being disrespectful because you're trying to have an EVP session with me, tell them I said, fuck off. <laughs> Asshole. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, look, so there was huge controversy. So I was personal friends with Mark and Debbie Constantino. you know. So, not even a month. It was two weeks after he passed, after that whole incident. I was sitting on the block at Henrack's historical park. He was supposed to come out here and do that event with me. And instead, I ended up with three members of his family present that asked me to contact him or try to contact him. And sitting on the bluff at Henrico's Historical Park two weeks after that incident, I contacted Mark Constantino on recording with his family sitting there, and all three of them busted out crying, going, oh my God, that is Mark's voice. If anybody knew how to activate and interact with a EVP session, it would be Mark. That was his passion, and I'm in the same boat. I don't want people to go. Uh, you have to give them, you know, six months bereavement time or a year bereavement time. Hell no! If you can stand over my room temperature body or assuming room temperature body and try it, go for it.
0: <laughs>
3: I mean, if I drop dead on a fucking investigation, I want everybody standing around me waiting on the EMTs, going, "Hey, Dennis, what the fuck are you doing?" Do you see a bright light?
0: (laughs) Is it hot there?
3: (laughs) Look, I know it's uncouth, but I don't care. if, If I get to that, or when I get to that side, supposedly we're given answers, or some of them anyway. I I I want to know can I talk to this side yeah. do, do I have from that side a conscious decision that I can do it or you know this theory that the living's energy trumps the dead The dead kind of have to do with the living order good luck with that assholes y'all couldn't get me to do this
4: shit while I'm alive and <laughs> Shayla says she's um, doing CPR on your back. Oh. to bring you back. Great. <laughs> Listen to the song,
3: I Was Almost Home. It talks about a homeless dude that's out freezing his ass off, and this guy drags him out of the cold. It's like I was, he, he's, Yeah but I was almost home. And you can hear that this homeless dude is like, you motherfucker, you kept me from dying. I was almost home. I could smell mama's brush baked pie in the window. (laughs) (laughs) If you want to bring me back, Sheila, you're welcome to. You're probably one of like three people that would make that decision. The others would be like, (laughs) Dennis,
1: talk to the red light, you know, Is there anybody and then we're going to have
3: Ronnie that's going to beat me up with a camera. <laughs> <laughs> that, that'd be a perfect time for you to go. You need some help?
0: Yeah. <laughs> Dennis, can you talk to the red light? <laughs> you need to turn it on. <laughs> <laughs> you need help with that?
1: <laughs> Sounds like a demon. cameras yeah well I mean when we when we and when we put ours on and we're on the tour we get yeah. the same yeah. stuff from so the what distance what uh, distance would you because we do have uh, it
4: between five
3: Masonic Lodge, and we were down at um, Lodge 19 in Richmond, and yeah, see, right there's Gene commenting on it because he was with me. So I set up five voice recorders on the table, and I asked them to do a secret word from the Masonic Lodge in Fredericksburg that they were at, and I captured a response on one recorder out of five. was in Ashland I got called in there my team did several years back because they had some strange activity going on I had a voice recorder in my hand and about 30 feet away I had another one sitting on the floor right outside the bathrooms where there was reports of the entity being and you hear me make the statement that I think we'll start in the main kitchen as soon as Ali our contact gets me a beer The recorder in my hand and the recorder 30 feet away at the bathroom at the same, approximately, the same volume. Didn't sound like a total difference in distance, but both of them pick up a male voice that goes, I want one. And it sounded like he was at both places 30 feet apart. It was pretty cool. Yeah, Um, yeah, but I... So I have a bunch of those little Sonys. I forget the model number, I love them. But Ronnie Anderson here says four recorders going about 10 feet apart had a couple pick up a possible and the other two nothing. If all four recorders are identical with identical settings, what variable is there? Is it proximity of spirit? Is it battery level on the recorders? Um, you know, what it, it, it just, it baffles me. Okay, like the one that, when I picked up the I Want One in England Street Tavern, it was a Sony in my hand and it was an H2 over on the wall 30 feet away. And they sounded just as loud as the other. And one
4: thing I always... Um, get confused about, you know, on, on the SD sense, how can you be talking, you're doing an EVP session or whatever you call it, in one room, and somebody, and the other person is in a totally different room, saying the, saying the words that they hear on the, in the ear for headphones. How, how does that work? Well
3: that one I can kind of understand because it's just working off free air off the receiving end of the S P seven or S B eleven, whatever spirit box you're working, even if it's S box. Yeah. But,
4: oh, but what I'm saying is how how is somebody in one room asking a question quietly? How is that how is it somebody in a totally different room hearing the answer? Well, who's to say spirit's not
3: sitting in the room with you quietly asking the questions, but their response is through the transmission signal or frequencies that the S-Box is picking up. I mean, we don't know when we do those, or for that matter, we don't know when we run spirit box, period, where that spirit is that's coming through the spirit box to give us a response. I mean, what if they're 20 miles away, and if we go with um, spirit, time, and space is not a thing, they could be anywhere. Yeah. Now, what would be interesting to me, and I would love to do this and try it, but I haven't yet, and it's just a thought to me. If you take three people in three different areas of a location that are far enough away from each other that they can't interact with each other, two on headphones, on spirit box, record both of their responses and the third person way over yonder is asking questions, will those two get the same thing? Or do they have to be scanning the frequencies identical? Is it truly the frequency see that that device is scanning at that moment that spirit interacts with or is it just the simple fact that it's
4: in the frequency and do we need them to scan yeah, guys, um Jerry brought that that point up to me not too long ago about trying an EVP session with the with that um, not scanning just on on white noise mm-hmm. can they come through that,
3: or does it have to scan? And then the other thing, too, is if you look at... See, we've done that with Shayla and Tyler, and their answers were close. It's interesting to me if they're in totally different areas and had no interaction or ability to interact with each other, nor can they hear the questions being asked in the other room. But, you know, is it... Is it a matter of we need that device to scan? Because uh, the only purpose I see really in the scanning is you can you can pick up number of hops, number of frequencies that that device has been marked, so to speak. You know, if the response is, I'm with you. How many channels did it go through? How many hops were there? Yeah. Versus if it's stationary, white noise. Yeah. So I mean, there's so much in this field that, and I need to get back in contact with Jeff Eastman. I've got a couple of more
0: devices that I want to see if he can design. Um, I, I've got, you know, did my screen
3: just go black on you guys
0: too? Mm-hmm. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. Yeah, I thought I had my power settings set so my monitor wouldn't go to sleep, and apparently, no. Um, but there's a couple of more devices that I want to see if I can get Jeff Eastman over at not Panel the detectives to build. One of them is an audio device that, yeah, I'm not going to share because then somebody else will make it and I don't get credit. I have a hard enough time getting credit for the tripwire.
1: Yeah, be quiet. I mean, I tried to run the, I tried to get that device
0: idea to three different people before Jeff Eastman
3: went, I'll see what I can do with it. i got a couple of more ideas. Stay tuned, folks. But, yeah, I mean, I don't know that we have to have a scanning device. I think just dead silence. And what if instead of white noise we played
1: you know, ocean sounds in the background, or pink noise. What uh, color? Pink. pink. Yeah, you don't know what those the different frequencies. There's brown noise. There's pink noise. There's black noise. There's white noise. There's different frequencies. Just out of curiosity. I don't know. Some of them put you to sleep. Some of them don't. It's it's different frequencies. I use pink noise to go to sleep. Some people will use white noise. The tones are different. They're they're totally different. Yeah. Well, parts. I get that. I get that. Um, like 963
3: hertz is supposedly
1: the angelic uh, frequency. Mm-hmm.
3: So. Um, you know, curiosity. But, yeah. I mean, it would be interesting if you could. And what about one of those sleep machines where you can decide what frequency it plays, you know, or not necessarily a frequency, but, you know, it has ocean sounds Mm -hmm. in the background or whatever, you know, would those still help? I don't know that the, I don't know that the white noise, pink noise, blue noise, whatever makes any damn difference
1: We'll have to test that theory because I have a sound machine
0: yeah,
3: and Ronnie, I'd love to get with Gary because I got a couple ideas on on things, so at some point in time i'm I'm going try that and I see that uh, uh, Ronnie also commented that Ronnie Anderson commented Miranda Young the ghostplayker has done the Estes method at the same time with Chris Sumner at the Old Scott County Jail from two separate parts of the jail and had great activity and responses. Now, was the great activity and responses similar answers, Ronnie, or just varied? Were they different answers? and then Ronnie Rickard says that Gary Golka is working on a radio i t c device that doesn't scan he's testing it now since he started production on the s b seven pro um, which I don't know what more you can do beyond the s b eleven so I'm not sure what the s b seven pro would would have different but I'm definitely interested to see and i I love Gary Golka's story uh um, Go all of this so he could talk to his daughter, and it just blossomed from there. And I, I think it's wonderful. Uh, so Ronnie Anderson said that uh, Miranda Young and uh, Chris over at Old Scott County Jail had relatable responses. So it would be interesting. Uh, and the other question too is if you could do not just at the same location, but two different locations. Could we do it and, like, somebody in the cabin asking questions, somebody on a Steve method headset in a uh, spirit box in the woods and one in the rancher, how would that work? Yeah, Shayla, she is a sweetheart. I was on her show a while back by I was her garage. I was going to go out. Unfortunately, the damn job I'm doing got in the way, but... Uh, so her father was a lifelong Mason, also same, uh, and he had started a um, crap. You can't think of it for
0: like students and things
3: like that. So she was continuing
1: that. Scholarship.
3: Motorcycle ride. Scholarship. I just couldn't think of it, but I was going to go out for that and. and Back her up with that being a a brother Mason. Just unfortunately, I couldn't
0: get out there. Yeah, Miranda seems to be an uh, absolute sweetheart.
7: What is up all you freaks out there? This is Ryan with
5: This is Ronda.
7: from the Orion Effect and uh yes. F P R I coming to hang out with us tonight. I certainly appreciate it.
5: Absolutely. Anytime you need help, just let me know. Uh
7: hang on. Uh do 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 doot. Do. I did some stuff on uh screen uh, screen yard here. I can't get it off. There it is. God, God
5: I don't know if you changed the background. Yeah, I did. It's different
7: than it was before. Yeah. I was um messing around with it. I was I tried doing um like React videos on like uh, YouTube and stuff and uh I couldn't figure out how to get the uh I do it, I do and then i play it back and there was no sound on the YouTube videos. I'm like, well the hell So Finally, I figured out you've got to, like, do record it and then upload it. Although, maybe you can do it live. I I just don't know how to do it. We've got (laughs) DR in the chat. A little bit of announcement. Yeah, I got a little bit of announcement to make. uh, Oh, God. Hang on. Sorry. Mariana was trying to call RJ. Is he having, he's having surgery tomorrow. Or he's having his tonsils removed tomorrow. Oh wow! And um, it's been kind of a hectic, hectic day. Um
5: nothing spur of the moment? Jake? No, I mean it was.
7: He was supposed to have him done like a couple of weeks ago, but he ended up having a strep throat to uh, postpone it till this full tomorrow. He ended up uh, going out to. Um, they had a it's uh, a, a, a national night out. I'm kind of flustered because had so much stuff going on. It's national night out. So we had a, they had a bunch of cool stuff at the at, at the apartment complex, uh, some bouncy houses and stuff. And uh, so we finally got them just got them settled down before the show started. So um, plus it's uh, National Raspberry Cream Pie Day, which is, of course is a big holiday too. So I'm distracted by that.
5: National yeah, so Night Out, so you can eat your raspberry.
7: Yes, cream pie. go out and drink. I've never, I only, I've never had raspberry cream pie, raspberry cream pie before.
5: Me either. Me either. I can tell you, I've never even knew it was a thing.
7: I didn't know either. Apparently, there's a whole holiday for it. We've been missing out on.
5: <laughs> We're gonna have to find some and try it.
7: I know. Yesterday was National Orgasm Day. I heard. uh, We just missed it. Just missed it. Oh, my goodness. Uh, I was listening to a podcast yesterday. It was National Orgasm Day. Damn it. That would have been the perfect holiday (laughs) for this show. Maybe next year. That's what we'll make sure we land on National Orgasm Day. (laughs) So a little bit of housekeeping here. Um, Austin, who is you know very busy with Forgotten Explorations and everything he's doing with with uh, with all that, is no longer going to be co-hosting with me
5: anymore. Oh,
7: no. Yeah, it sucks. He's a busy guy. Yeah, it, it, yeah. it's tough when he's, he's got a lot of stuff going on with his family and stuff like that. So my good friend C R is going to be. Coming on on a more full time basis using the chat right now. Everybody say hi to him. He'll be.
5: ACR. He'll be hanging Congratulations out. I'm excited. <laughs> yeah,
7: he he's awesome. He uh he helps me out a lot with my you know if I do live feeds and stuff he you, you know if I if need him in a pinch he's always there. So I appreciate him coming on helping me out. And of course we're happy we'll have you'll be having you back on. You know. Throughout throughout the. The
5: course,
7: sure, of the, sure. Uh, you know, might, might we might have three hosts, you know, you know,
5: if you need a third host, let me know. If you need a female perspective, let me know.
7: Yeah, that's why. that's why, you know,
5: if you got, I mean, still, if you want me on the last weekend, of the I mean, last weekend, oh my lord, last Tuesday of the month, we can do that too. So just let me
7: know. And of course, we've got it, we've got our first Sunday of the month, uh, music, yes. music show, which is I like, I like that. It's gonna be a lot of fun, although I'm have a hard time thinking of road trip songs, to be honest with you. I'm like, do I listen to songs I listen to on road trips or the ones that are, like, so, more,
5: yeah. So i, can't. I think, I'm just had a perspective of, like, what do I like to listen to on a road trip? And I'm actually going to ask some friends what they like to listen to on a road trip. And then, but I also think, like, ones that are, like, known road
7: trip songs, you know? I listen to some weird stuff. Like, if I'm, I'm driving into the mountains, I listen to, like, Enya or something, like, spiritual, you know? Or, okay. yeah, and I'm like, well, there aren't, is that more for me? Or do I want to do something like other people would want to listen to? too? So it's it's um, probably but overtaking it. You know, they it. might
5: not know they want to listen to it.
7: That's and true. Until they hear
5: that you listen to it, then they That's want to true. listen
7: to it. It's like having a soundtrack to your life. You know, we have like that the music in the background, and you're just like, yeah. So tonight we've got a um, a spiritual practitioner on the show. We've got Dana Marie Bulmer. Now, I, a while ago, I had uh, Jeffrey Dangler. She is an author up in Pennsylvania, I think, and uh, he suggested that I have Dana on the show. I think he was uh, – he, he showed me a video of – I think they were in a church or something, in like a, a key moved or something. And I'm totally forgetting – I mean, my fart here, but – it was a really cool video, and I, I messaged her and said, hey, you know, you're not busy. let would love to have you on the show with us and talk about your paranormal experiences, and she's all about talking about the paranormal, which is good, because this is a paranormal mm-hmm. show. It kind of goes together.
0: It so does go together. It does. It, really it works out.
7: And the fact that she actually took time to talk to us on National Raspberry Cream Pie Day, okay. you know, I don't know if it would have worked out yet, it's not. So. <laughs> <laughs> but, she might
5: have had other plans.
7: Yesterday. Yeah, she might have had other plans yesterday. <laughs> but so apparently, she had her raspberry cream pie already, and uh, she took the time to join us. So I'm gonna go ahead and put Dana on the show with us. Welcome. How are you?
6: I'm good. How
7: are you? We are good.
6: So I'm a little disappointed. I did not realize it was raspberry cream pie day today. I know, right? And I don't think I've ever had one either. So, I didn't. Yeah. You know, the clock's kicking. I gotta
7: go mm-hmm. find one. I didn't know yeah. they existed. Uh, I almost downloaded Raspberry Beret to play <laughs> at the beginning of the show, just to uh, to go with the whole raspberry. And I like raspberries a lot. Oh, I like too. No, oh, I think and I think raspberry cream pie would be really good because I like raspberries oh, yeah. and cream. They used to have raspberries and cream. Uh, Creams, you know, remember those cream savers? It, used, it was like oh, the yeah. lifesavers that was like you know you'd have they a raspberry. Orange and cream and the raspberry
6: yeah. And cream. Yeah,
7: yeah. strawberries yeah. and they cream. Were... Yep. And yep.
6: They
7: were so good. Now I'm gonna open up a whole raspberry um, rabbit hole
6: well, probably.
7: Gonna, I think yeah. we gonna yeah. We'll just <laughs> be talking. We'll be freaking out some raspberry show. We'll just talking about raspberries and how much <laughs> we how much we enjoy I got it. see this raspberry jam or jelly in the refrigerator. Ooh.
6: Nice,
7: I could have had a sandwich
6: that was
7: too just, to... and
6: I am a little bit disappointed that I did not know about yesterday's holiday either. I, because... know. I mean that
7: I... <laughs> aren't we all
6: yes. I would have, you know... not that most people need a reason, but you know I mean holidays.
7: I gotta <laughs> celebrate the holidays, you know take, take exactly. the right. take the day off and just go to town think to yeah. <laughs> the. Orgasm carols and shit. So we've got. Are they of... orgasm oh
6: carols or are they just dirty songs?
7: I mean, you know.
6: Either way. Well, right He's his
7: it. own, I guess. Just uh, <laughs> you can probably make some up. You know, we'll 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 be ready this time next year. We'll have a big celebration. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you got You got got a year to plan it. Yep. Got
6: to get those songs ready. Yeah. Get the memes and the advertisements ready. Just. Go for
7: it. Hang hang the condom tree.
6: (laughs) Oh, my God. That's so funny that you say that. When I was a kid and my mom first got with my stepdad, well, not a kid. I was, like, 18 to 20. um, The one year me and my stepbrother thought it would be really funny to hide condoms on the Christmas tree.
7: Oh, my God. To see if anybody noticed. Did
6: anybody notice? Um, They did. They did. And it was a pretty funny Christmas. They actually <laughs> saved it. They saved the one that I stuck the hook through and, like, hit oh, in the back awesome. And it was a Christmas decoration for years.
7: You're a few months too early, though, because, uh, you know. You I park. have
6: a part now.
7: Yes. I'll tell you what, man. It's going <laughs> to be a thing. We'll start, selling, you know, sending out cards and shit.
5: <laughs> well, you know, it's perfect because, you know, some people keep a, a, a Christmas
7: tree and make it a holiday tree. So they right. do like – so now August is decorate for orgasms. <laughs> It's No, it's still July. It's July 31st. is <laughs> oh, uh right.
5: Yeah. Oh, right. uh, so yeah. you do half of blue. <laughs>
7: apparently – I don't know if we're all from tangent, but apparently Thursday is National Female O-Day. So you guys can have fun with that
6: gonna mark my calendar. Yep. That's putting
7: good. it down, putting it down. <laughs> <laughs> if nobody sees any females,
6: no questions asked. No, yeah, yeah, just don't don't ask yeah. If we
7: disappear for a while Exactly <laughs> nobody needs to know. But that's no, so just riot them, so that,
5: that makes it all
7: oh, I I heard someone much <laughs> talking about it on a on a show I was listening to. I was like, Well shit uh-huh. <laughs> Bar Bootsy says they're, they have cream savers at the Christmas tree shop. You know the one here is closing down? Oh.
6: Yeah. No yeah. more Christmas tree shops. Which I can't one? think of the last time I've been to one. I think it was in New Jersey. So I'm not even sure where there is one around me.
7: It's been so long. Apparently they're closing a lot of stores. That's sad. I enjoy I enjoyed going to Christmas tree shop.
6: I think it's sad in general that just so many actual retail outlets are closing. They're like, exactly. I nice going online.
7: Yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's, it sucks because the stores, you, you know, I would say, I didn't grow up with a Christmas tree shop, but mm-hmm. stores that we, you know, we used to go to all the time are, are not going to be there anymore. Yeah. You know, just a bunch of empty buildings.
6: And then it cuts down so many people's livelihoods too. Like I spent 18 years in retail. hmm So like, I mean, I had qualifications to do other things. It was just what I relied on. It was what I fell back on. So to think that like so many other people won't have that to fall back on because retail is dying is kind of sad. And it's it's retail. Yeah, people always hit retail if they needed like make extra money or. Mm
5: And they were in between jobs
6: or something like that. And now that's gonna be Yeah, and it's like a lot of people think it's beneath you, but I actually learned a lot of really valuable skills work in retail that I was able to transfer over to other industries. So like that's sad, too. Like how what how are kids gonna learn like how to interact with people, um, how to like basic math skills, organizational skills and all that stuff that you can learn how to task and all of that if they don't have that retail job available to apply for.
7: Yeah, I mean, it's a, kind of the wrong attitude to have pe- when people do have it. Like, I don't work in retail, or I don't work at McDonald's. I don't want to work in 7-Eleven. I don't want to do these jobs that I feel like are, like you said, beneath me. But mm-hmm. you said, like you said, you, you, you learn people's skills. You learn uh, math. You learn uh, stuff you wouldn't necessarily learn in different jobs and
5: Sales and marketing, like, yeah. everything that you would learn. You know, a lot of people who started their own business were in retail, so they learned how to do things like budget and market and things
6: like that. Exactly. And there's, like, um, when I spent my time as a retail manager, there's things like scheduling and understanding, like you said, the budgets, the ordering, the sales, like, all of these different skills that are so transferable into other industries like financial industries, um, office jobs, hospital jobs, things like that, and people don't give it enough credit and it's not an easy job because everybody treats you like you're less bad. But to not have that stepping stone it makes you worry about where people are gonna start and where they're gonna like how are they gonna build their ladder and end up because not everybody starts off working in the field they went to school for. Yeah. That's I mean,
7: sometimes it takes a little while to get your foot in the door, you know, and I think a mm-hmm. lot of
6: people,
7: if they don't want, don't have to go out, they'd rather stay home and they'd rather, and it, it messes up people's social skills as well as, you know, going by what happened with the pandemic, people get used to not going out places. Yeah. I didn't mind it, you know, but also it's not <laughs> something I want, I wanted to just, do on a constant thing. I like I like going out. I like doing things. I like, you know, getting out the house. You know, mess up people's uh, social skills.
5: Yeah. People want to interact less and less now. Yeah. I'm guilty of that. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> but I mean, also we as people, I think, mess that up too, because that's what it was like people.
1: Because
7: people
5: are just so rude and hard That's to deal true. with anymore, and things like that. So it's it's kind of twofold. It's like people are, are getting more used to not interacting, but then at the same time, people themselves are making people not want to interact because yeah. they're so mean and
6: hateful anymore. Like, so I work customer service, but I work from home now. And as soon as I get done, <laughs> I need like thirty minutes. Mm-hmm of quiet time I don't want to interact with anybody and like if you can't do it by text I'm like but like that's what I say I'm guilty of that Um, uh, but I still enjoy going out to stores and like actually being able to touch things and handle things um, I just may not necessarily want you to talk to me <laughs> while oh, I'm yeah. doing it yeah. because I am probably the most anti-social social person and I think a lot of people are like this now they want to be social on the internet they want to be social like by the way that we're doing with video and things like that but then to have that actual human interaction that's where the pandemic kind of messed us all up because you can text you can video but then the other thing is too I think like we don't know how to treat each other now because it's so much easier to say whatever you're thinking for text or keyboard warrior
0: mm-hmm. where
6: if you actually had to say that to the person, like on face to face or even over the phone, it wouldn't be so easy. I feel yeah. like we're really losing a lot of ourselves and a lot of our humanity.
7: Yeah, I mean, I feel the same way. I think it's uh, mm-hmm. it's a lot easier to talk, text what you want to say mm-hmm. to to someone because it, it comes out more clear. Like for me, I I my, sometimes I talk, I, I trip up over my words and stuff, and um I'll 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 forget halfway through what i'm talking about like what was they talking about again and i can and i i can you know, erase the message or if i send a voice message i can be like oh i messed up and try it again it's almost like uh mm-hmm. like you, you know you're acting and you you mess up your lines and you can do it over again it's basically what's happening in in, in real life that, that doesn't you know you get one one shot at it you know i, I like going out and you know, i like doing things but I like I went to Kings Dominion yesterday with uh, with RJ, and I like being out. But like you I don't like necessarily talking to people. I like doing my thing, you know, and mm-hmm. just avoiding. I mean, I will be like you just say hi. I'm not to be like not saying hi to people, and I'll be nice to people, but I'm not seeking it out. I think a lot of right. people, you know, like I don't like talking to you on the phone. You know, I'd rather text. Then call someone before is like, Oh, I'll call you on the phone. Now, now I almost feel bad calling someone on the phone. You know, it's like, Oh God, I hope I hope I'm not bothering you. Cause when you text someone, they can message you back when they feel when they're not busy.
6: So either of you just kind of like stare at your phone when it's ringing and they're like, oh my God, what do I do? What's yeah. I want to yeah, exactly. Because literally most of the time when you
5: look at your phone and it rings, it's a robo caller or it's fan because you know nobody you know is calling you. Oh yeah, no
7: one, yeah. And <laughs> yeah if, I me, I right.
5: and if they do call
7: me, I answer it.
5: And if they do, and I see it, somebody I know, I'm like, oh my God, what's wrong it's with
7: gotta be. In, it's got to be an emergency. It's got to be it. My heart skips a beat because I'm like, oh my God, who died? I mean, That's, that's everything exactly I,
6: what I was gonna say. Who died? In <laughs> <it's> the hospital. <laughs> the heart
7: starts pounding. Like hello. I was like, it ends up being like my dad telling me to pick up some food or something. But still, you know, it's it's still that first the first thought you go goes through your mind is uh you know great
0: yeah
7: what happened so uh this is a paranormal show in case okay people exactly. forgot about that you know. We're talking about raspberries, orgasms,
5: and, uh,
7: <laughs> and every other subject. Peepaling. <laughs> People watching this. Well, what the hell are you talking living, about? <laughs> yeah, we just talking about you talk about anything. We're talking about cream savers. We're going, we're going to the candy rabbit hole. What's your favorite Halloween? Halloween's coming up, and I, I went to Dollar Tree. There's ho- there's Halloween stuff out at Dollar Tree. You guys excited? Looking looking yeah. forward to. Uh, was it too early?
6: No, Do you think for holidays, never too so? early. I want to start my spooky season in August. And I think part of the reason for that is, number one, well, everyday spooky season for me.
7: Yeah, well, so, all of us are yeah. on the same boat there.
6: And then as, like, as a medium, too. like mm-hmm. Some people only think about ghosts certain parts of the year. Well, I don't get that luxury.
7: <laughs> don't, like, they, don't hey! take, they don't take time off between October and August
6: no <laughs> no 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 they're sitting there and i'll be like who is that over me oh man i don't want to talk to you right now you're a person still. i don't care if you're dead
0: <laughs> but
6: um <laughs> i'm excited too about halloween coming the candy yeah getting the dress up the fact that my birthday is a week before halloween oh, right
7: there october thank you the best month of the year. I'm October 18th. So, so
6: <laughs> October is a great month for me. I'm the 23rd. My dad is the 19th. My husband is the 10th.
7: And
6: the um, my younger brother is the 17th.
7: Awesome. Uh, 17th, 18th, 19th. Right there.
5: Mm-hmm.
7: That's awesome. Rhonda, what, you, what month were you born in?
6: January.
7: God. <laughs> Why do we talk to you? <laughs>
6: It's really getting from a pretty birthstone, so you got that going that's for you. Look,
7: January, January, January January's good, too. Yeah.
6: <laughs> not not, <a> <laughs> and that's all that matters.
7: That's true. I used to be so <laughs> depressed in January. I'm sorry. I was like, oh, my God. Because if I got Christmas, you know, and I'm like, oh. I
2: think
5: February is the worst month because all, like, Christmas is over. January, like the New Year's over. And then in February, you're stuck between January and almost spring. It's just like That's geez, true. Yeah. It the shortest, longest month of
7: the year. <laughs> it, it, it really does. I mean, I, is it, is February and August are probably the longest months of the year. Because yeah. You're, yeah. you're right on the cusp of fall and you're like, oh my God, just one more month of this summer crap and you're and it's like, we'll be done. And then for February, warmer more month is this winter crap and we'll you know, March is can be decent, I guess, but it's still spring.
5: Yeah. You know, yeah. even if
7: even if it doesn't feel like it.
5: Things start blooming though. Like at least it's like not dark and gray anymore. Like you might see grass starting to turn green. Like it's just a
6: little bit better than the it feels like February is like the grayest month yeah. of the year. <laughs> I don't mind the gray months, though, because I don't mind nighttime. Like, yeah, I like the sun, but I'm much more of a moon girl, so I'd rather be able to have more time to, like, look up at the stars and look up at the moon. Am I freezing? Yeah. Am I hands and feet blue? Probably. (laughs) But I don't mind it. Like, there's something about that (laughs) I just can't deal with, and I get miserable, so I'd rather just have the colder months. Fall and spring are ideal, but if I have to deal with winter or summer, I'd probably choose winter.
7: These past few days here, I don't know how it was up there. You're in Pennsylvania, right? Or, mm-hmm. or you okay? Down here in Virginia, it was, like, so hot. And, you know, I know it's summertime. That's what happens in the summertime, <laughs> and it gets hot. But these, these, these were insanely hot days, and it just reminded me of how much I hate the summer, and I'd rather be cold. I'd rather... <laughs> You know. But then talk to me in February. I'll be like I hate this shit. This is so cold I I wish it was summer. I'm never satisfied when it comes to like extreme temperatures. It's extremely cold and I wish it was summer. If It's extremely hot.
6: I think that's with human nature.
7: Well at least I'm I'm not the only one.
6: Yeah.
7: <laughs> you know. So, so I
6: act sorry, I no, didn't no, mean to interrupt. No, you're fine. I think-
7: Uh, so let's go back and start how did you get into the paranormal like what got you into the whole this lifestyle and stuff
6: okay so when I was little I used to hear children giggling in my bedroom I used to see a man standing at my doorway and I used to see shimmering silhouettes of people in like rooms and doorways and at first like Other people were experiencing similar things around me, so I thought it was normal. And then eventually I caught on that that wasn't normal. And I remember, like, staying at my mom's friend's house, like if she babysat me, they lived across the street from a cemetery. And I would be sleeping in one of the front bedrooms that overlooked the cemetery, and I would see people walking there, but nobody would see them. So eventually when I started to catch on that, the things that I just knew for no reason, the things that I've seen, the things that I felt, the things that, like, I understood about the world were not normal, necessarily, was when I started to realize that there was more to the world, and I started looking into other things. Like, when I was in high school, I started looking into Wicca, um, just kind of, like, dab, delving and babbling, and, like, started back and forth. And, I think it was the real, i, I lost a lot of my abilities from, I'd probably say like teens to like mid-20s, but when everything came back full force is when I was really like, all right, I got to do something about this, and that really just full force pushed me right into everything paranormal, because I already been living it, so why not just see if I can help people or see if I can make my
7: life more understandable to me is that kind of what you went through uh rhonda when you with your abilities
6: yeah i mean
5: it was a it's a definitely a progression i i definitely the the part where you shut it all out and then whatever happens that brings it back you get going i didn't delve immediately into the paranormal I had a couple of my mentors that wanted nothing to do with the paranormal, like mm-hmm. at all. They just wanted to do what they did. And then actually, one of my mentors, she wasn't in the paranormal, and now she's very much in the paranormal. I had always been curious about the paranormal. I mean, I always believed in the mm-hmm. paranormal. Like I had always known there was some, there, you know, there's those there's things with, you know, besides everybody that knows would be like, Rhonda would be the first person to spend the night in a haunted house, but. When it when it finally came about, it's like, you know what? I'm kind of really interested in this. Is it really something I need to be worried about? And then one of my mentors got into the paranormal. I was like, okay, okay, I think I'm ready to – and started doing some, you know, just attending investigations, and that got me started. And then once you get started – and it's – I don't know if you feel that way, Dana, but it, mm-hmm. it's definitely a different read. It's, it's reading the paranormal. It, it's a different oh, – yeah. So
6: oh, yeah. Cool. I feel like I'm still getting my – Around about it because it's different it it is different and like I started off so it was more just like a polar trick for me that I would like do for my friends because I didn't want to be labeled as like different or crazy because oh she thinks she's a psychic or she thinks she's this or that because it's like yeah there's a whole big beautiful supportive community for people with abilities but then there's also just as much skepticism and um backlash Like, if you come out and you say something like that. So it was more like a polar trick for me. Um, Oh, I can read your house. I can tell you that two hours ago someone had an argument in this room and someone walked out. Or that your grandmother used to live here and she looked like this. But when I, like, switched over to the paranormal, it it is a different read because the polar trick, it didn't, didn't look the same with me and it was actually jeffrey Dengler, who you had on a few months ago
0: mm-hmm.
6: who initially got me like into investigating because we had met through a facebook group and just started conversing and he actually sent me photographs to read and i didn't know i could read them <laughs> until he sent them to me and that's when i was like okay i can do this but now how you were saying it's a different read so when I go to, like, anything that's, like, paranormal related and I'm starting to read, I describe it as looking through a glass onion. I don't know if this, was like, makes sense. So it's, like, imagine a whole bunch of panes of dirty glass, and
0: each mm-hmm. one
6: is, like, a different time. And it's almost like I have to clean the glass or, for like, a layers of an onion and almost, like, zoom in onto which one I need to read for that location. And I never had to do that until I started doing anything wow. your all. that does make sense that does make
5: sense I, I find that if you were talking about um, that you rely on different things whereas where I'm kind of when you're doing a reading for somebody or working with somebody else's energy you're connecting your guys their guys huh. their energy this you're connecting more it's more psychometry you're connecting to the things that are in the location to get your vibrations of and images of
6: what's been happening. Exactly. Unless, like, someone's like, hey, I want to come forward and talk to you, it's like putting together a puzzle.
5: Yes. What did
6: I pick up from this room? What did I pick up from that room? What did I see here? What am I hearing? And then nine times out of ten, that doesn't make sense at first. And then you're trying to move the puzzle pieces around. And then I don't know about you, but, like, for me, if someone does come through, they don't always show their face right away. Right. they they show their hands. Why? Yes. <laughs> like, what good is that feeling to me to spend in 10 minutes explaining how somebody has, like, worn hands with, like, yellow fingernails and calluses? Like, show so yeah. me the jewelry, your face, something. And then they'll show me their hair, and then they'll show me everything else. And I'm like, why is it like
5: this? Yeah, and it, it very much makes you trust what you're getting and know that you just have to kind of come out and just say what you're getting, no matter how ridiculous it is, because there's nobody, nobody like for me, well, probably you're doing the same. Mm-hmm. I don't want to know anything when I get there. It's, yeah. So there's no way to validate it. I'm not talking to somebody who say, yep, that's
6: right. I'm yeah. like, all right, well, I'm smelling popcorn popping, you know, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I'm very much a true believer in doing blind readings. Um, I've, well, it's because of a, cu- a few things. Like, I've actually seen people, like, swindle people, get information and then do, like, a cold reading with the information they had from the conversation before and then charge them, like, $200 for, like, a reading when they're really just regurgitating and reading the body language. So that just doesn't fit well with me. And then the other thing is, like, if you tell me anything before I go into a location or before I read a photograph or even if it's before I do, like, a tarot reading or something, if I know anything, then who's to say mm-hmm. that either, A, I'm trying to connect dots that aren't there because of what I know, or, B, that I've been pre-influenced. So even though I might not remember what you told me,
0: uh-huh.
6: I'm in my head I know it's there subconsciously, and that's why I'm saying it. And so I have to go blind and i'll sit there and i'll be like does that make sense does that make sense like i don't feel like i'm making sense <laughs> because
7: i mean you're probably not in like your sense head
6: sense.
7: because it's not meant for you well i mean it's meant for you to hear but it's not meant for you it's meant for whoever you're yeah. telling it to so if you make a story up that, that you have nothing no knowledge of it wouldn't make sense to you, but hopefully, it makes sense to the people who you're uh, who you're talking to.
6: Yeah, yeah, that's exactly it. But it's still, I I hate that I do it blind, but then that's the only way that I feel like my my integrity is not compromised.
7: How hard? So really,
6: I know I'm not crazy.
7: How hard is it to get over that? To get past the whole, yeah, you know, I'm 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 going to sound crazy to these people, but I don't care. To, you know, I think the hardest part. Would like it. be like I I, you know, I, I, I'm afraid I'm gonna sound stupid, or maybe I'll say something that's gonna piss them off, or something like that. What What does it take to get over?
6: A couple years. Um, it was me meeting people who were encouraging and like testing me.
7: Mm-hmm.
6: Like um, perfect example. Go back to Jeff. <laughs> I tell him all the time. He threw me in the swimming pool with no swimming because we were at a farm and he was like, do you want to go check out the barn? And I'm like, yeah, sure. Next thing I know, he whipped out a camera and was like, go do your thing. And I'm like, what if I'm wrong? And you've got it on camera. <laughs> I'm like panicking. Like, it's never going to go away. Like, I still don't know if I'm not crazy. Like, what's going on here? And, um, so I actually turned out to pick up things there mm-hmm. and then like from time to time I'll be like people just sending me oh can you read this photograph for me or like I'll do different exercises where people will be like where am I um, and I didn't know I could remote until doing those exercises and um, I didn't know I could read photographs and when I started doing readings like really doing tarot readings and I'm just babbling like a fool and they're like oh my god can I tell you can I tell you now and then they give this whole story that makes sense so it took a couple years of that for me to be like you know what I'm into this
7: I got this
6: yeah. yes I got this
5: it takes a while to trust yourself mm-hmm. yes and then what you're getting is really I mean it, it years years and then when you're in the paranormal, I think the best thing is when you have, with your team and who you work with, you get that comfort level then where, at least with mine, I can just say, hey, John, I'm I'm here in the name of Henry, mm-hmm. and we'll just hey, he'll just take that and run with it. And if it, it comes up, it comes up. If it doesn't, it doesn't. He's okay with trying out whatever I pops out pops out of my mouth. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or if I say. Hey, I feel like we should put a rib pod over there. He's like, okay, you know what? Let's, let's try it. You know, so yeah. it's, it's knowing that the team you're with trusts you too. Very much so. Okay. And if they, if they get that you're human, so you're not always going to be right. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're still a human being.
7: Not every medium is right 100% of the time. You know, nope. and plus sometimes you'll get you'll get readings, you'll get stuff that maybe seems one way right, during that point, point of view, but then you go back look at, it would mean something completely different.
6: Interpretation. Yeah. 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 And that's the hardest thing. When you are your own barometer and mm-hmm. you, are the only, you are your own, it's not like having like a REM pod or a camera or a recorder or like a thermometer out there where you can literally interpret it and there's only like maybe one or two ways to interpret what you're getting. When you're an actual human and you're processing all this information that's like extra sensory Sometimes you're going to be wrong. Like the information might be right, but we're human. We might not process it right, yeah. or you might come back to it like six months later and be like, "Oh my god, why didn't I connect those thoughts?
7: <laughs> yeah. You, once you get past and you get to a different perspective, and you take you take a few steps back, and you're like, "Oh well, yeah, maybe maybe it meant this," and then you can call them up if you can, you can get in touch with the person they quote. If like, you cool. look at it from from uh, from this point of view, and they're like, oh yeah, that makes sense.
5: Well, that really even happens for a sitter. So whoever you're reading from, a lot of times it's happened to me. Like I've had somebody doing a reading for me, and they come up with something. I'm like, no, no, I don't get that. And then you know, two months later, I'm like, oh, I know who that person is. Be like awake <laughs> at know, night, and like, you know oh, oh think? yeah,
7: okay, yeah.
6: Yeah, you you suddenly realize what they were talking about like, yep. <laughs> yep. I've had that happen too. And then I don't know about like if with if with you around like doing reading for other people, where like a month or two or a couple weeks later, they're like, "Oh my god, I just have to tell you." And you're like, "Okay, good. I'm glad that worked out."
0: Yeah. <laughs>
6: And that's what I'll tell people a lot of times, like, look, what I say may not make sense. Give
7: it two weeks, give it two months, and then get back to me. But always give me feedback because if I'm not right, I want to know. So I can adjust myself. Yeah, Yeah. because a lot of times things right away, when you're sitting, when you get a lot of bunch of information at the same time and and, and take all this this stuff in, and even when you're, you're receiving it, or it may, like you said, may not make sense, 'Cause your your mind's trying to get a grasp on it. It's like listening to uh a spirit box or whatever, you know, and okay. you hear a bunch of stuff and it doesn't make sense, but once you go back and you stop, you know, record it and you can slow down and it's like, Oh, okay, now it makes sense once I can look at it from a different point of view or listen to it more clearly and not have a bunch of other stuff going on going on in my in my mind at the same time.
6: Yeah. That's why sometimes I've actually taken the, like, writing things down on my notepad on my mm-hmm. phone because um, I get physical sensations as well. So, like, I get, I just get hit with the gambit. Like, I'll get smells. I'll hear things clairaudiently. I'll see things. Then I start getting, like, physical feelings. Like, um, uh, the one Jeff River written about, The Minor Mansion, I had actually gone to there on, on Halloween where they had an open house. And I'm sitting in the basement, like, literally feeling like someone was spreading open my ribs and, like, having a hard time breathing. And then in a different part of the house, I just got this immense headache. And later on, they found, like, tools and, like, medical tools in the basement. So that kind of made sense, with like, the feeling I was getting. And um, there was, like, other things going on there. I mean, the doctors, a doctor owned the house, and also there's a lot of reasons. And then, like, um But you get so overwhelmed because how do you put together those physical sensations? How do you put together, like, everything? It's so hard to process, and it's, like, literally overwhelming. Like, sometimes I know for myself I might have to, like, sit there and just ground myself in the middle of whatever because it's coming so hard or so fast, or just one thing gets stuck, and I'm like, why why am I stuck on this? And why am I so overwhelmed by this? So, I mean, I've gotten better at processing it and maintaining cool and not having people realize that I'm internally like panicking or struggling, but...
7: <laughs> it makes you wonder why spirits feel the need to make you feel the pain that they felt or was going on in that particular house that might as well manner. Mm-hmm. Instead of just saying, hey, this is what happened. You don't need to show me. You can just tell me. And I'll be okay with it I i'll not I understand you don't need to actually you know, I don't understand why why you feel the need to okay I am thinking really really try from the point here about what I'm talking about I'm gonna rip your rip your ribs open just so you know exactly what I'm talking about well you can just tell me I'll be fine you know I get you I don't know I don't
6: know if it's just like the way as us as humans process information like maybe we're actually being showed the scene or something about our bodies because Our body, like, especially if you're sensitive and your body's operating on a different level, you might actually take that vision a little too literally when your body's processing it is what I think. Because sometimes I'll see things and then sometimes I'll feel things. Mm -hmm. But it, it really all depends. Like, I did a reading recently where a family member came through to the individual, like, for the individual, like, that I was reading for. And I was so confused on how I passed. Because... I kept getting all these sensations, like, all over here, and then, and I was like, I don't there's, like, all these pains, and then I'm like, but I also feel like he got hit by a car. Turned out the individual was hit by a car, but if you can kind of put the finger to the, something happened before that, so, like, I didn't get it, but it made sense, and I was kind of, like, seeing things, but I don't always see them clearly either. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll see half the scene in, like, Shadow or half the scene in The Glass Onion. And then, you know, like, a couple of details will really stand out. And then that's where I have to, like, puzzle it and put it together. Does it work for that, like, that for you, Rhonda? What I find is it depends on, it depends
5: on who I'm connected with. I feel like they use whatever it is they think you'll understand. Yes. Yeah. You know what I mean? So sometimes I see it. Sometimes literally I just hear somebody telling me, like, this is what happened. And sometimes, like you said, you'll feel it or you'll smell it or something of that nature. So, and especially if you're dealing with a haunted location, sometimes maybe, like, they feel like they've got to show you this gruesome or make you feel this gruesome thing because they tried that with the last person and it didn't work. Like, I don't know.
6: Yeah. I, I, I don't know. Well, I noticed that, too. Like, uh, anytime, like, at a haunted location or in a situation, even if I just go to over someone's house, I'm like, yeah, you got company. <laughs> and I'm like, they're like, well, why is it like that? I'm like, because you're not listening. Because no one's listening. Like, no one's paying attention. And I feel like sometimes, spirit, because of the disconnect between communication, that, like, sometimes they get, like, toddlers.
7: Yeah, I mean, they want attention, they'll do the, whatever they can. They'll, so, like they only start throwing things to get your attention. Mm-hmm. I want to be well, heard I
5: mean, now. Like you said, Ryan. Like and sometimes I think that's why there's so many things considered a demon or like they're just terrible spirits. They are just pissed off because nobody's hearing them. Thank they're, you. They're not that mad. They're not that horrible. They're not, you know, a demon. They're
6: just pissed because they wanted their story told. Uh And nobody's hearing them. Thank you. Thank you for that. Because that is one of my biggest pet peeves about paranormal television now is everything's a demon. And it's really not. Like, an actual demonic haunting or infernal haunting, whatever you want to call it, is, like, rare. And once you've experienced one, you know the difference between that and a off spirit. The spirit's going to have you scared, especially if they were a trapped person in real life, like in their body. But there's such a different type of energy when it comes to like an infernal or a demonic. And it's hard to describe unless you've actually felt it. And I've been in a household that I don't necessarily think it was a demon, but I think Because my perception of demons is like a little different from mainstream, but it's what meets like it's what the paranormal shows would call a demon. And it wasn't pretty. And I couldn't sit in the house for more than like 30 minutes.
7: We've got two hours. We've got a, um, you know, we, we, I run the cabin on 360 down in, in, oh yeah, I
6: remember you
7: mentioning that. And we, in the brick rancher, there is a entity in the basement or I guess. I guess in the basement, and um it's I don't call it I don't want to call it demonic because I don't know, but it may be a, an elemental type okay. of uh situation, but it 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 affects people it makes people feel things they didn't feel necessarily when they went in the house and um it it'll make you angry, it'll make you think things that you didn't want you would not miss again, you wouldn't be thinking and uh and a lot of people will be like oh it's gotta be demonic and it, it, me and my friend dennis we don't necessarily go down that that pathway so there are other things that could be besides demonic but i think it's more than a human spirit
6: mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's, i think that it, like they think that anything that's never been human is automatically a demon yeah and that's not the case because there are like, when you actually start, like, doing the research, like, not even just, like, paranormal, but, like, folklore or, like, witchcraft or anything like that, there are a whole array that have never been human. Yeah. It's, like, when you think about it, we're, it's kind of, like, their world and we're living in it, not the other way around.
7: It might be from, like, maybe a Christian perspective because there's angels, demons, you know, in yeah that's... The only way they see things. So if it's not an angel, it's gotta be a demon, type type situation maybe. Correct. Yeah. Um, you know, so gotta be more are a whole lot of
5: ground, but like the one of the sources of of elemental, or at least one of the theories is that you know the Native Americans are the ones who created some elementals, and it's really to protect them and their land. So mm-hmm. they're just gonna be angry little creatures. <laughs> They're going to want
7: to make you leave. No. That's their whole purpose. You were on the show. We had Elizabeth Connolly on the show mm-hmm. with us. And they were talking about trolls. Were, she was finding a troll in her bedroom. And seeing a bunch of stuff out there on a different plane that, you know, we can't, we can't normally communicate with. But they're all around us. We just don't see them, like leprechauns, trolls, fairies, all that stuff that you thought was yeah. not real, you know. Turns out there may be more truth to them than, uh, than we thought. Oh,
6: 100% believe that. Like, um, I think, like, El- like elementals, I've seen them, and on guardians, like, I don't know. I kind of put guardians in the same category as elementals, like how you were saying, Rhonda, it not need to remember who created them. Um, and guardians, <laughs> they can be comforting or they can be terrifying. So I can see why somebody would think that with the demons. Um, The Fae, they can wreak havoc and <laughs> make you think that you're losing your mind, but like the way people think like the, of a demonic and, like, um, I'm trying to think, uh, like the gym, like spirits, like it's the same thing. Yes, and um, it I think like people who just like like you were saying, Ryan, with the the Catholicism and the Christianity, like they've kind of categorized it as so black and white. And I really think there's so many shades of gray, especially if you start to if you have abilities and you start opening up, or like or get forced open or whatever, then you start realizing like. <laughs> That's that's not a person I'm feeling. What what, what is what is that? <laughs>
5: well, and, and I think that's the whole thing into the paranormal. That was the first the cabin was the first place where I went in and said I don't know what this is. It's not human, and I don't even know what it is. Like I don't know what to call it. I don't know. I don't know.
0: Mm-hmm. You
5: start going down, and there's not a lot. I mean, there's you can start reading things, and you're like, okay, was it a shape shifter? Is it a this? But, like, there are so many rabbit holes then to go down that I yeah. didn't even realize existed, even having worked with spirit, <laughs> you know? Yeah,
6: because when you work with spirit, you only know the spirits you worked with. Yeah. Something new pops up, and it's like, it's like meeting a person that kind of freaks you out. You're like, what is this? <laughs> yeah. I don't know how to interact with you. <laughs> are there rules? <laughs>
7: It is hard. It's, it's, he says it's hard meeting new people, like people, regular real, regular people. But then you meet something like a, a new kind of spirit. And you're like, okay, well, like you say, I don't know how to, and I don't know what's the right.
5: Or do I want to interact with people?
7: Yeah. <laughs> or am I is am I going to offend you? Am I am I? I don't know how to. Yeah. What's the correct way, to to uh, like you said, interact or you know communicate with with the particular spirit. I think, um, you know, when way before, like, religion, everything took over, maybe we were more apt to be able to communicate with these spirits. And then, I guess, religion or church took over and, and made it so we felt guilty about it. Or, we kind of shut that part out. So now we're trying to open the door back up again, but sure exactly how to do it.
6: Yeah. I totally agree. Like I feel like that just it that line of thinking has been so detrimental to so many people's abilities. Mm -hmm. So we're like they're like essentially shutting down from birth where I, I personally believe that. Everybody can do it to some degree. That Thank
5: I mean, you. <laughs> like I did, too. Like yeah, I've had some, a couple mentors tell me you, I, that they said everybody's psychic, but and everybody's a medium through the effect they can communicate with their own loved ones in the past. And I, I'm like you, I kind of believe it, it's a muscle. Yeah, you,
6: know, you train it or you don't. You yeah, know? I feel like. All right, so like people like us who are you know medium gifted, whatever you want to call it, sensitive, whatever name you want to throw on it. We're we're just like how if someone's born and they're very athletically inclined, or very musically inclined, or they're excellent in school, like they have that that genetic step above everybody. We're too uh, easy for them. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Whereas some people are going to be more spiritually inclined. We're going to be more gifted. Um, and that's just going to come natural to us. Does that mean that the person who is excellent in school, who is not spiritually inclined, can't open up their abilities and kind of gain some more spiritual perception? Absolutely not. It's a muscle. like, And I also feel like it's use it or lose it, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
7: You just got to work on it. You know like you said just if you don't use it, you don't use it you don't if you don't trust yourself again, it goes back to what you were saying earlier about doing the blind readings you know you' you're gonna take take what they give you and you're gonna you're gonna spit it out they are gonna you're gonna ta- tell you what they wanna say and they come right out your mouth, no filter you know if they accept it great, if they don't, that's fine too, but you just gotta trust yourself, and that's hard to do, you know, yep. to get past that wall, whether it be from a personal standpoint or a social standpoint as well,
6: Yes. you know? Yeah. I don't know about you, but one of the hardest things I have, issues I have is if I have a dream about someone, and I'm fairly certain it's a message, <laughs> and I haven't talked to them in a while. <laughs> And I want to be
0: like,
5: Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> are you okay? <laughs> I just about your grandma. they <laughs> <laughs> are making plans
7: like, with her. House is to be with you? <laughs> Yeah,
6: or be like I feel like I need to tell you this, and then they're like, oh, Are they going to like welcome? Then this, it's going to be that phone call,
7: call we talked about earlier when you call like, Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs>
6: Oh, that's so messed up on so many levels. Because I have, I've had, um, uh, I can't, I can't even name the number. I, I think it, it's, it's got to be like ten or more, like deaths in my family in a very short period of time. So it got to the point where certain cousins, if my phone number came up, they, they would answer it like panic, like who died. But I also don't call anybody either. So if I'm calling, you, you, you <laughs> call somebody,
7: you know, and it's, it's something.